So the reading is Isaiah chapter 55, verses 6 to 13. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on them and to our God, for he will freely pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills will burst into song before you and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush, will grow the juniper. Instead of briars, the myrtle will grow. This will be for the Lord's renown, for an everlasting sign that will endure forever. Morning, everybody. It's, uh, it's good to be back with you. Um, if you'd like to uh, put up our PowerPoint slide. Thank you. Um, some of you have known Judith and I a long time, and Judith is very sorry not to be... Uh, be with us this morning uh, as has been said she's uh, got a very nasty toothache and uh, that uh, so she's got a she should be actually with the uh, the dentist at Exeter right now so <laughs> we pray that they will find uh, the uh, culprit and uh, and the right uh, solution for that okay if you'd like to move on to the next slide there's a, a picture of us uh, some of you have known us for a very long time, followed us um, pretty much since the beginning of our journey with Wycliffe, which is um, unbelievably over 25 years now. Um, others of you probably haven't met before, uh, so uh, we'll just introduce ourselves briefly. As, uh, you know, we've, we've been with Wycliffe, as I said, for 25 years or more, uh, working principally in the Central African region. Um, and most of that time in Central African Republic, um, doing Bible translation and work that's that's linked to that. So uh, there's a, a map there um, of the Central African Republic, which if you're not sure where it is, then look at the map of Africa and look right in the center and you will find the Central African Republic. Um, it's a, uh, a country with a lot of languages. Um, there's uh, over 60 languages, depends exactly how you count them. Um, 
in in the country, and uh, so it's a a country where there's a, a great deal of need for Bible translation. Um, many of those languages have not got um, any of the the scriptures yet in them, and um, that's you know one of the the main reasons why we're there. And, and but you know lang languages. Is one thing, but actually each of those languages represents people who don't have access to God's word. And um, that's why we're there. It's not just to produce a Bible. It's so that people will have access to God's word, that they can read it, hear it, uh, hear God speaking to them through it, um, the way that we've been doing this morning in our language. And there is um, there's a great need still. Um, we've, uh, as we said, there's, there's 60 or so languages. Um, about 10 or so of those have some or all of uh, the scriptures in them at the moment. Uh, it's also a country that's um, very poor. Um, if you look at the Human Development Index, it comes 188th out of 189 countries. Um, so that's looking at all sorts of different um, indicators of development and of poverty, um, things like life lifespan and access to education, maternal health, all those different things. Um, there's a lot of uh, a lot of problems in the country. Um, it's a country where there's um, the, the church is present largely throughout the country, but there is a lack of a good Christian teaching in, in many of those areas. Um, there's been conflict over many of the, uh, the 20 odd years we've been involved there. Um, infrastructure has been destroyed, schools, hospitals, all those kinds of things. It's a, a country that knows a, has a lot of needs. Um, and obviously, you know, we're doing our bit to try and reach those. So uh, move on. To, we can't do, you know, we're, we're not trained, equipped to do a lot of the um, development type work. But God has called us to be involved in um, bringing his word to people there in the Central African Republic. And uh, my role uh, is as a translation consultant working with uh, local people translating the Bible into their own languages um, and helping them to, to check it to make sure that it's accurate, uh, to make sure that it communicates clearly and, and naturally uh, the Word of God to them. And so uh, this picture was taken just a few weeks ago when we were out there uh, working with one of the teams, um, we're actually um, uh, working with them at the moment in just trying to finalise the New Testament. Uh, hope that that will be published, uh, typeset later this year and published probably uh, next year. Um, and uh, one of the great joys, um, we'll talk. I'll talk a little bit more about later, is that while we were out there, there were three. New Testaments were dedicated um, in different languages. And those are all languages that 
work's been underway um, for, for many, many years. And it's a real joy to finally see uh, fruit of that in terms of uh, New Testaments available to people and to see the joy of people as they could uh, have the word of God in their hands. Um, so Judith is also involved uh, very much in the work as well. If you'd like to put the next slide up. Uh, she has two roles, um, the first of which is um, communications and prayer for the work in CAR. Uh, she has a, a Facebook page that she manages, uh, sharing news about what God's doing and prayer requests. She sends out uh, weekly uh, prayer emails to people uh, who are interested and who want to pray for the work. And she does a lot of other uh, work as well in writing articles and communicating about what God is doing in CAR. Um, if you want to, some, some of you probably already know about those resources. If you want to know more, if you want to get any of them, then talk to me afterwards and uh, uh, I can get, give you the, uh, the, the necessary details. Um, she has a second job as well, um, which is working with Wycliffe members um, around the world um, who are from the UK, helping them with uh, building their relationships with their partners, individuals, supporters, churches, and to raise their own support because all of us as, as Wycliffe members um, raise our own financial support. We're not paid a salary. And uh, she works with them and has a, in, enjoys very much sort of one-to-one -one contact and uh, encouraging people uh, to, and seeing how God provides uh, in the ways that he's always provided for us as well uh, through his people. Okay. So, uh, <clears throat> as I said, um, while we were out there this time, we had uh, three um, New Testaments dedicated. So the day after we arrived on the 19th of February, there was a, a combined um, big sort of celebration in the capital city uh, for all three uh, languages. A number of, a lot of people from those different languages live in, in the capital. Um, and so they came together. We had a big uh, service of uh, Thanksgiving and, uh, and very joyful uh, time there. And then in the, uh, the next three weeks, uh, there were individual um, celebrations held in the different language areas, which as you can see from the map, kind of spread from two up there in the north down to one over sort of in the central um, eastern area. And we were able to attend two of those, um, which was again a great joy um, and seeing just how excited people were um, to have access to God's word in their own language after so long. Um, we arrived in CAR um, to, to start work. We worked actually with the Bayer language, which was one of them, uh, in 2000. And we lived up there uh, for three years, uh, working with the team before moving down to the capital. And uh, so it was a real joy to be with uh, those people. Um, one of the uh, exciting things was the first person who, who sort of welcomed us as we got to the church um, was a guy who'd worked for us um, 
at our house uh, when we were lived up there um, and he sort of came up to us and, and sort of gave us a great happy greeting and then after the service we were able again to to talk a bit with him um, to see him with his Bayer New Testament in his hand and uh, I got some photographs of him starting to, to read it and uh, that was that was very exciting and uh, yeah just uh, so many years of work um, that have gone into this and, and those of you who followed us our journey um, and have prayed for us and for those uh, translators over the years you're a part of that too so thank you too for, for your support and your work in that and uh, it was a real joy to see some fruit happening so that's kind of the the what we do um, the, the big thing really of course is is why um, there are two you see two two men here um, seeing the uh, the fruits and actually reading their new testaments for the first time having just got hold of them but why do we do it well you know as we said as i said earlier it's not just in order to have a book that people can put on their shelves and say look i've got the new testament in my language now isn't that good the real reason for doing it is to see people changing as a result of God's word speaking into their hearts and they're interacting with God in their lives, seeing what he says about how we should live our lives, how we should uh, worship him and follow him as disciples. And for that change then to ripple out to their families, their communities, as they're encountering Jesus through his word. Uh, one of the speakers at the Mbugu dedication um, retold a Bible story about somebody who met Jesus and was radically transformed about that encounter. So I'm going to just read that passage now. So if you'd, uh, this is from uh, Luke 19. Just going to read this now. Wesin ezezi bovosente zeriko. Okay, so we've got one word understood. That's a good start. Okay, that kind of didn't communicate terribly well to you, did it? Hopefully, if you were Bayer, it might have communicated a bit better, although my reading is probably not that great either. So what was the problem? <laughs> Another language? Okay, couldn't understand? Yeah. You didn't didn't recognize it. Yeah, you, you you've probably never heard it. Anyone speaking Bayer before? Fair enough. How did you feel? Lost. Lost. Okay. Yeah. So when I picked up the book and started reading, you probably expected to be able to understand, didn't you? So. Um, 
I don't know, does, does someone want to read the passage in English just to have a break from my voice? Anyone want to come and read Luke, Luke 19, 1 to 10? <laughs> Thanks, Laurie. Jesus entered Jericho. You see, I was cheating. <laughs> uh, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and he was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but being a short man, he could not because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anyone out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today, salvation has come to this house because this man, too, is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save what was lost. Was that better? Yeah. <laughs> you followed that one this time. Yeah, so Zacchaeus, um, as I said, one of the, uh, the speakers at the Mbugu dedication um, brought the, uh, the story of Zacchaeus out as well. And uh, what was it that got in the way of Zacchaeus meeting with Jesus? Yes, yes, I think I heard a couple of people saying he was short, vertically challenged. There was a, a big crowd, people in the way. He wasn't really one of them. He wasn't, no, he was, he was um, definitely on the, on the outside of, of society, not really. Uh, he was very wealthy, but not much liked by people because of his job. So um, he had issues that made it difficult for him to see Jesus. Um, you know, they weren't, they weren't going to just say, oh, yes, Zacchaeus, come to the front and, you know, because they didn't like him. So he had to climb up the tree, which was not a very dignified thing for a, a wealthy man to be doing. So what are some of the, <clears throat> sorry, me, what are some of the barriers that we face when we're reading the Bible? Sorry, I'm asking you questions and I'm kind of hoping that you'll answer. Distractions, yeah. Okay, so think other things going on around us when we're trying to concentrate. Understanding it, yeah. So could, that could be, you know, depends which which version of the Bible we're trying to read it in, and or even what you know whether we're used to reading the Bible at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Eyesight, yes. Some pe people have trouble reading because they, you know, their, their eyesight's not good enough. Other people have trouble reading just because, you know, they have things going on in <laughs> dyslexia or whatever. And so, you know, we have audio versions that can help with people um, with those problems, don't we? If, we've, if we're, there's distractions around, maybe, you know, it's the time and the place that we try and change to... Uh, to find somewhere where we can actually 
you know, have quiet around us or whatever we need. Um, you know, Zacchaeus had to change his day's plans in order to meet with Jesus. Appropriate language was mentioned as well. You know, we're blessed. We have a huge range of choice of uh, different kinds of Bibles, uh, depending on, you know, our background and what we, what we enjoy, what we like um, to help us with, with reading the Bible. So, as the, uh, the speaker in Alan Dow said, Jesus does still speak to us today. He still wants to come to our house. Like he said to, to Zacchaeus, you know, today I must come to your house. He wants to come to our house, comes to be with us today, to talk with us. He wants to bring about changes in our lives um, to help us to, to live lives that, that please him and that uh, do help us to, to, to be the people that he wants us to be. And we don't have to climb a tree, thankfully, to, to, to meet with Jesus. Some of us may like climbing trees still, and that's fine, you know, if you want to climb a tree and sit up there and read your Bible. But um, those of us who, who prefer to be uh, somewhere more rooted to the ground, you know, we don't have to climb a tree in order to, to meet with Jesus. We can meet him wherever we are. Um, if you could just move on to our next slide. Um, John 20, 31, you probably know this verse. At the end of John's gospel, he says, these signs, this is, this is, he's saying, this is why I've written this down for you. He says, these signs are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. We've had the Bible for 400 plus years in the English language. In many, many versions, as I said, other people don't have these things written for them at all. Some people are only just now, for the first time, hearing in their own language so that they can understand fully what God has done so that they can believe and have life in his name. So a couple of things I'd just like to leave you with today. Um, what about people who don't have access to, to God's message? How will they hear his voice? And I'm not just thinking about people in Central Africa, people elsewhere around the world, people in our country too. What can we do <clears throat> to help people have access to God's word? Any thoughts? Anyone want to suggest? Yeah. Talking to people. Yes. Yeah. So there, there are, you know, we, we, there are many people in our country who have never looked at a Bible, never opened it, possibly once or twice in school, they might have looked at something, but they, they don't know anything about the Bible. They probably have ideas about what it is and think it's boring and irrelevant and, uh, so how can we help them have access to God's word? We can talk to them. We can help them. A bit like Philip with the Ethiopian, you know, how can I understand this? He said, unless someone explains it to me. Um, we can you know, help them to maybe have, uh, have a copy of the word in, in a modern version. Um, 
or have a, an audio uh, thing that they can listen to. But so that's that's just some ideas for people around us. Maybe if you wonder if you feel God's challenging you to for about people around the world, well, there are many ways that we can help as well with prayer, financial support, even uh, getting involved ourselves in different ways. And, and if that's something that you feel God is challenging you to, then have a, have a word with me afterwards. Um, there's, at the end, there'll be some contact details for, for us, but also for Wycliffe themselves. Um, you can have a look at those and take those down. And what about our response to Jesus today? I said, we don't have to climb a tree to see Jesus. He wants to come to our house today. He's present with each of us through his spirit. There are no barriers. There need be no barriers for us to hearing and following him. Uh, Hebrews 10 talks about there being a new and living way opened for us into God's presence because of Jesus's death and resurrection. And so the, the question really is, will we, like Zacchaeus, respond to Jesus' invitation, spend time with him and discover that life in all its fullness, which he promises us. So just uh, finally, um, if you want to, uh, to take some things away to, for prayer, um, I've got three things here for lives and communities to be transformed as people read these New Testaments, changing the direction of the whole country. I mean, that's a, that's a big prayer, but God can do it. And, and that's something that we pray that God will really transform not just individual people, but communities in Central African Republic through his word in their languages. And um, if you remember one of those photos um, in the last uh, slide, was a, a young girl with a, a baby on her back and she just got hold of the, the New Testament in her language. And I just look at that photo and I think, what difference is it gonna make to that baby to grow up having a mother who now has God's word in her own language? You know, that could transform the way that she parents her child, that she relates to people around her. And that could, in its way, affect the way that that child grows up. And, you know, we may not see the changes for 20 years, for more, as it, those changes permeate through society. But that's, that's something I pray for. And then... Um, there are three more New Testaments which are almost finished. Uh, two where we've actually completed checking everything. We're now working on um, getting things ready for typesetting. One that's just a little bit behind there. And that they may be ready to, to be published next year. Um, and this is a really exciting time um, after so many years of work to be seeing um, suddenly um, the fruit coming like this. So pray for the work um, that's uh, involved in just getting those ready to be published. And then just for Judith and I, that we may continue to play our part in God's work, both here in the UK, um, we're, for various reasons, we're, we're based here largely 
to do with having to care for our aging parents. Um, we, we, at the moment, we're, we're sort of having to be rooted here, but still working in CAR. And so just that God will um, use us uh, both where we're planted here, but also in the work that we're doing for him elsewhere. So thank you. And if you'd like to come and look on the table afterwards, I've got a couple of the New Testaments that you can have a look through. And they're actually a lot easier to read than either Greek or Hebrew. <laughs> there's, there's other things as well. <laughs>